All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to Sci-Fi Graveyard. So we took a bit of a hiatus, mostly because work gets in the way of life and fun things. But we're back, and we're going to discuss the last movie and the Resident Evil live-action franchise, so to speak. This one was actually intended to be a reboot. It was actually announced while the last of the previous film franchises was still in theaters but uh today we're talking about resident evil welcome to raccoon city this movie was released on november 24th uh, 2021 in the united states and it had a budget of roughly 25 million and it only managed a worldwide box office of just over 42 million uh this movie was written and directed by johans roberts and stars and i'm gonna butcher this my apologies kaius Goderio, uh, Robbie Amell, who is the cousin of the Green Arrow. Stephen Amell, yeah. Thank you. I forgot his first name for a second. I feel really bad because I actually really like that show. Uh, Hannah, John Kamen, Tom Hopper, Evan Bogia. I'm probably going to butcher these names and I do apologize. Donald Logue, who is also Bullock in Gotham, and Neil McDonough. Who was happy? Was it happy? Not happy. Um, he was in the Avengers. He was one of the um, one of Captain America's teammates during World War II. And I think he was in a couple episodes of Agent Carter. But he was also Lieutenant Hawk in Star Trek: First Contact. Yeah, it was Dum Dum Dugan. Dude. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, the reboot again. The reboot was announced while Resident Evil: The Final Chapter was still in theaters. Way to welcome in the new franchise. Um, I will say, if you notice that the Spencer House, which was the subject of the first game, and the Raccoon Police Department, which was the subject of Resident Evil Two, uh, if you notice how those were very comic or very video game accurate, is because. Uh, Capcom gave the filmmakers blueprints to recreate the main halls of the Spencer Mansion and the police station. So oh, that's nice. that's I why I was that. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that either. Um, the itchy tasty that the infected woman writes on the window with blood is actually a reference to Resident Evil. Uh, you find a you find a journal where the author has become infected and starts slowly losing his mind. And um, by the end of it, that's what he writes, itchy, tasty, and he turns. Also, the Jill Sandwich line from the first, the original Resident Evil, not the remake on GameCube, but the original game back in like 96, where uh, Jill's almost crushed by a ceiling that's coming towards her, and she gets saved in the nick of time by Barry, and he's like, you were almost a Jill Sandwich. Um, that's referenced when uh, Jill takes the sandwich at the diner and she makes this a reference to that. Um, so they never explain why the entrance to the police station looks so elaborate uh, in the movie. However, in the game, it's established that the Raccoon City Police Department was once a mu art museum. So that's why it looks so elaborate and very pretty. And I have a bunch more trivia, but I think I'm going to save some of that for later as we talk and um i want to hear what people had to think about this movie i know jeremy okay. had hinted that you liked it and uh josh i i don't remember what you said so i'll let uh whoever wants to go first go first to, you know. uh, to me it was okay for um okay considered i definitely think that uh, i don't know it's like uh, up to me, like, I don't know, it's in the top three for me out of the Resident Evil movies they've done so far, I would say, just because it was the most comic book or game accurate out of I keep all of this. I keep wanting to say comic book, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, I see okay. that shit, too, even though that I think they have comic books of it, too, about now, I think. If I'm correct, I'm pretty sure that they have comic books for the series, but I mean, I could be wrong. But, like, oh, excuse me. And so, like, it is very accurate. They even did, it's kind of like a blend between the first and the second games. And the one thing that I thought was weird to start off with was the beginning part, like with Claire and 
uh, was it Chris that she was with? I think it was, right? Yeah, when she's well, in the apartment. Well, at the very beginning, she was actually in a uh, semi-truck tr- semi with that driver. I mean, yeah, and when they uh, hit that person. But, but yeah, I mean, she no, showed up at Chris's house. When, yeah, I just couldn't remember. I thought that the part when she was a kid was like at the beginning. Uh, yeah, they kind of the orphanage they, thing or whatever. Yeah, oh, kinda, it was, but I mean that that wasn't very long. I mean, I so well, I don't know if I would consider. A, like it was just. They kind of did flashbacks. Part. Well, they did it even later on, just to kind of yeah explain stuff and too. I was wondering if that was supposed to be kind of like a version of what's it called in the remake of Resident Evil. Because uh, yeah, you're talking game. about when. Because you're the, talking about when she was seeing the, the, the girl that creepy looking thing. yeah the creepy oh. little monstrosity thing like whatever she's they from call a, it. she's from a game but I don't think she's from the re she might be in the remake well, but well, she's well, from she's something Resident from else remake game there was a chick that you meet like halfway that you could either if you do the game right you could either have her die by herself or something. Or you could, like, it, it's certain things you have to do steps in the original remake that you have to do for either, I think it's, like, either she kills herself or, like, you could have her, like, or you just kill her or something, I don't remember. But that's what I thought that they were doing was that character, but I forgot the name of the character. I thought it was, like, one of the Birkin's daughters or some shit, but I can't remember for sure. But that's what I thought they were doing with it. But it was kind of weird how Claire and Chris were like orphans because I don't think that they ever introduced them as orphans, right? I mean, in one of the games, I think they say that they that they were orphans. But I mean, when we first meet them in Resident Evil Two, that's not something that was established now. Yeah, in the game well, Resident Evil Two. So, yeah, like so, I liked how they harkened back to this. I think it was the second game where the this uh, the semi overturns like the guy turns into uh into a zombie and then it overturns i'm pretty sure i thought it was the second game maybe it was uh, this third game it's in one it was a cutscene and then it was like i think i think it's the second game i thought it was because i thought it was why they couldn't get out of the, the police station i think but I mean, I think, it's I think been that's a while since I played the second game, like the old G and the OG one. The yeah, me too. That's why the, that that disfigured character was Lisa Trevor, so she was the daughter of George Trevor. Who, I think uh, she's from like five. Or, the, she was in five or six or something. Yeah, she was in uh, the remake of Resident Evil and then Umbrella Chronicles. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because uh, Umbrella Chronicles was a Wii exclusive, I think. And I, but, I've but been wanting to play that game, but I haven't played the it. The daughter of the architect behind Arclay Mansion and the Queen Zenobia Cruiser. I think uh, it's the okay. Queen Zenobia. That's from uh, Dead Aim. Well, jeez. So, yeah, so, I mean, so she's the daughter of that per- that person. So. Um, but yeah, she was in, um, she was in the, um, Umbrella Chronicles where she was defeated by Wesker and left to die as yeah, the so, mansion and the research facility self-destructed. So. Cause they always self-destruct in these games. I know, yeah. right? So <laughs> like the main thing for me is like, I liked what they were doing. Like, I mean, I, it's weird on the... They had all these characters like Ada Wong and Jill Valentine and Leon and everybody in the movie, but then it was weird to know that they didn't have Barry in it. But yeah, Barry. There's like a, two characters that are in it. And one of them is dude. Barry. I can't remember who the. Oh, it was. Uh, see, I liked how they even had Brad Vickers in it, but then I, I forgot who the other dude was that I thought was like supposed to play him and then turned out that it wasn't mostly because he he looked like he had a big gun at one point so i was like is that barry and then they killed him so then i was like no way they didn't punk out barry 
it's like, <laughs> type of shit. But thankfully, it wasn't him. But I just thought it was weird with all the people in there. But they also treated Leon kind of like an idiot, too. Like, they in did, this movie, they, which I didn't they, like. They played him as a typical uh, rookie cop doing stupid shit throughout the whole entire movie. Yeah, they, they, they actually changed... They changed, like, a lot of the characters. Uh, Wesker was not a villain. He was just... He's, he's In the games, he's evil. There's, there's no question about it. In this, he's not really the bad guy. He's just trying to take Umbrella down, kind of, for money. Um, Jill's a gun-happy, a gun shoots first, asks question later. She's not like that in the games. And Leon is an idiot who somehow miraculously gets to survive. And the only reason I think he survives in this movie is because he's a main character in Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only, only reason. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, and they trying to do as much as possible, trying to be faithful to the games. And that's why I can't, like, knock it as a full thing because they even trying to do a lot of the stuff in the mansion. And then they tried to do stuff in the police station and blend both games together. Even though that technically, I think they did it, like, I think they happened around the same time anyway, the first and the second games, right? They, they, the they happened three months. Games, they oh, happened so the three months apart. Three months apart? Okay. So I yeah, just in, remember in the, the third game the was, like, at the same time as at least the second one, I think. It Yeah, the third game takes place 24 hours before and 24 hours after Resident Evil 2. So the first three games take place within three months and a day of each other. Because it's like um, mid-98, and by Resident Evil 2, it's like fall, late summer, fall of 98. And then Resident Evil 3 takes place in 1998 as well. Yeah, that's mostly why I'm fine with, like, especially with uh, this stuff too, was that like, I was more accepting, like, it doesn't have to be, like, three months later or whatever if you're explaining it both at the same time. That's fine to me. So I was saying forgiving with that shit. It was just, like, certain uh, aspects I didn't really care for. Like, it was weird with Wesker how they pushed him as, um, <clears throat> they pushed him like a dude where he was forced to do stuff and then eventually... I think I can't remember if he got away or not. And then, yeah, he gets uh, killed. Yeah, killed, and I'm using air quotes. And then in the mixed credit sequence, he's revived by Ada Wong and given his sunglasses. Oh yeah, and, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember where Ada Wong was in the movie, and I was like, oh yeah, shit, it had to been at the end of the movie. It because, was. It was during like, a mid credit scene when yeah. uh, when uh, Wesker was in the body bag. I know yeah. I'm spoiling something, but but yeah. but I think Wesker in this one was more of a setup for later ones. Like yeah, he that's what I thought too. Like that's a, but but a, I, mean, I like the person playing Jill Valentine, but I, it's mostly because I like her in like other shows and movies and stuff too. Because she played Ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp, and then she played. Um, she was a character in my one of my favorite shows called Killjoys. She was like the main character in that. So, like when I noticed that she was in this movie, I was like, "Oh, cool!" And then when I found out she was Jill, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool, too." Well, like, I didn't care for that casting because it didn't match the game. I I can forgive the casting if they had just got the character right. Yeah, because well, she was yeah. nothing like Jill Valentine. Um. And then at one point in this movie, they were going to put her in her Resident Evil 3 outfit, which is a mini skirt and a tube top. Like, she's on duty investigating something. Why would she be wearing that? Yeah. Like, she should at least have, like, more of the stars outfit, at least. Well, when do the outfits make sense in a game, though? I mean, um, I, it's just like, um, I mean, in terms of the, for some reason, females, they objectify in a lot of games. Especially, especially like Japanese ones. I mean, I, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, the, yeah. you know, <laughs> when you, I mean, it's I like, 
None of these tight-fitting outfits or these miniskirts that all these cops wear. Like, in the Resident Evil series is a good example of it. Um, they, they just wear just weird clothing. Or, like, you know, the fighting games, Dead or Alive, or even Street Fighter. When you think yeah, about especially in Dead or like, Alive. Yeah, especially like, Dead or Alive. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, you know, when you think about that, it's like, what the hell are they wearing that for? It's like, just so you, so these 14-year-old kids that are playing well, the game. Can... Saying, even if she would have kind of wore the beret, I would have been fun with that. Like, you know, like I mean, the, her she original wore the stars game. outfit wasn't her original stars outfit wasn't bad. It was, it was, it didn't make sense as far as being an actual police uniform, but at least it wasn't revealing. Oh, another character that's in the first game that's not in this movie is Rebecca Chambers, because the scene where oh, Wesker yeah. plays, yeah, the scene where Wesker plays the Moonlight Sonata, that is a throwback to the first Resident Evil. And if you play Jill's scenario, Jill plays it. If you play Chris's scenario, he gets Rebecca to do it, and she does it poorly. So it takes her a couple of tries to get it, because she's not as as versed in the uh, piano as Jill was. Or is well, I kind of understand why they only picked so many people because it was like they picked a lot for in the that's what I was like saying that I was surprised how many people they actually put in the movie, like characters from like the series. And like the main part, like I ain't even pulled in like the zombie part, how they um, like uh, the scenes for like them doing stuff, it was like mostly how they ended the the stuff like you you like i was surprised that they didn't i don't know it's like a one note thing i think that the ending kind of killed it for me like to say like it was a great movie or whatever or like at least a good like the best like resident evil movie the ending kind of killed it for me lee this Jeremy, I'm gonna ask your. I'll give my thoughts after, but I want to know what you thought of. I know you said you liked it, but go. T- what do you want to? What do you? What are your thoughts on the movie? Oh, I liked the movie a lot. It was easily my favorite of all of them. I, I for the life of me, when I you know, I was expecting, <laughs> uh, not a very good movie based on what I had heard. So when when I watched it, I went in thinking, oh, this movie is gonna be you know, like the previous ones, but I can tell you like the Resident Evil movies with, uh, Mila Jovovich, uh, there were, I had a hard time sitting through some of them, like, um, where I would get to a point where the movie would bore me and I'd almost not want to quit watching it. Um, this movie, I didn't feel that way. So I, I actually, I did like the fact that it was more, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts when we talked about the Resident Evil stuff, is that this one, to me, was like what a Resident Evil movie should be like. Now, do I agree with you guys in terms of, you know, the character arcs of some of them? Could they have been different? Yes. I think, like, Leon, for example, I, you know, I don't know why they made him into a, 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 a rookie cop that didn't know how to do anything. Um, in the games, I don't recall that ever being an arc of his, so I don't know why they went that direction with him. He could have been a knowing cop from the get-go, too, and then when everything went to shit, like... Instead of it making it seem like he uh, was an idiot when the chief handed over the reins to him, when that chief wanted to leave, um, he could have been in a good situation where he, uh, you know, took over control and everything ran smoothly, right? So, I mean, it's, you know, but... I mean, in terms of, you know, watching and, you know, one that would be true to form, like the carrot, like the, the zombies, even all of that stuff looked more realistic or what they would look like when you know you've played the game uh, versus what they went with with the previous movies. Like, I, I just think the, Res- the previous Resident Evil movies were more of a, 
this is what we think Resident Evil should have been versus this is what it actually was. And, you know, if they make more, which I would hope that they would, but the problem is, you know, with the amount of money this movie made, I don't know if they would make any more um, in this arc, even though I tend to wonder if it was marketing, why um, this one didn't do so well. Um, cause I honestly, I remember Josh, when this movie came out, you knew it was out, but I don't think I did. Yeah. Cause when like, you, well, you know, I mean, so it I, was just a sudden thing. I only knew because I watched some the week before. I can't remember what it was, but like I saw tri- uh, previews for it. Like right when I watched it, I think it was like a Marvel movie or something. Like it had, and it like, doesn't help that it came out like right after COVID was like an issue. I mean, it oh, came yeah. out at the end when of twenty twenty one. There was no one there except for like two people, and it was like the opening weekend for it. Like that was yeah, a good so sign. So <laughs> I think there's a combined thing like marketing and the people didn't, you know, people didn't want to go back to the theaters still yet. I think twenty twenty two is when that started to make like a turn. Um, I think 2021's people were still, you know, and, you know, and again, studios probably weren't putting in a lot into marketing because of that. So I think that impacted the amount of money it made. Um, you know, I think, I think some things that could have confused people is that they announced this and the TV show for Netflix really close together and they were yeah, there because these were both announced around the same time. So I remember reading about both these movies and being kind of confused. I'm like, are they doing? Because I'm like, what are they? I don't get it. Like, why are you doing a show and a movie and they're both different? And it's like, I don't get it. Like, it's confusing to me. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that and that's where you think you know there's an issue with how they did things, and the, you know, I would just wish sometimes studios would go back and look at how they did something and maybe adjust and not just uh, well, base it solely on. Kind of. Well, they and they did it wrong when it comes to Morbin time. Like, that's one thing where it was, like, kind of the same thing where it didn't do a whole lot. But, like, people were trashing Morbius the whole time. Then it didn't do well and, like, bombed in the theaters. Then... There were so many people that did It's Morbin Time as a meme for so damn long. before. Uh, and let me say that Morbius is not a bad movie. I watched it. I mean, it's a typical, like, origin story movie, though. But, like, that's what fucked them up because they sat there and they're like, oh, all these people are talking about memes about the damn movie. Maybe we should re-release it again. And then they re-released it and then nobody went again so they wasted money opening up the thing again. So that's kind of like the only thing that I could see of that they actually like listened to stuff and then tried something else and but then like it, it failed anyway. Well, it's just weird because I know I'm going to digress a little bit like with this, but it's like Avatar, right? Why? I mean, that's number three, the new one I'm talking about, The Way of the Water or whatever. It's number three all time. Grossing. Why? I haven't watched it, but it's like, what are they doing differently to market a movie about these blue people? Yeah, that's from what I I heard that they weren't doing, they didn't do that well. It's number it's it's number four all time. I think Titanic took it over again when Titanic was re-released in the theaters for the anniversary or whatever. But literally, James Cameron has like three of the top four movies grossing all time. He does, and And the other ones. Well, I don't understand. Well, they said that it cost him like two billion dollars to make the second one. Well, yeah, to break even in that movie, he has to make what he made. But it's like, still, the fact that he can pull that off, it's like, what the hell are they doing different? You know, you you got to almost follow the the direction of what certain studios are like. Why did so many people go to watch that? 
I mean, I have no idea. I I saw the first one. I thought it was nothing special, and so I didn't want to see the sequel. Um, well, my friend Justin I, saw it. He talk, thought it was good. Sorry to cut you off, but I swear it was funny. I talked to somebody about that about the first Avatar movie because I remember me and my dad talking about it, and we're like, "Yeah, it's like Dances with Wolves." And then we're, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah, it is like Dancing with Wolves. And he, and, I call and, it. So I told somebody about it, right? She's like, no, it's not Dancing with Wolves. I'm like, literally, it's about Kevin Costner being on the military side, trying to, like, uh, do an insurrection or whatever, trying to force out the Indians out of the certain part. He falls in love with a Native American woman, and then fucking decides to be with the Native American people and fight back. What what do they do in Avatar? They try to take over the, the Navis thing and then he falls in love with one of the people and then he fights back against Earth. Literally the same movie, just different similarities. But like, I was like, holy shit, it's like that. It's just funny that some people are like, no, it's totally not like that. But yep, totally. <laughs> The, so. um, no, it's, uh, I, I had something, but now I lost it. I guess it wasn't important. So how I feel about this movie, and then I'll, I'll get into some, some trivia about it. So I did not really care for this the first time I watched it. Um, I was a little discouraged when I was seeing how it looked in regards to the trailers. Uh, it, and, I love Resident Evil and I love the Resident I love I love the games. It's one of my favorite game. Resident Evil 2 is one of my all-time favorite PlayStation games. I love that game. Claire Redfield is my favorite Resident Evil character. Love Claire Redfield. Loved her in Code Veronica. Her outfit in this is closely is more closely to her Code Veronica outfit a little bit and maybe her Resident Evil 2 remake outfit. Um instead of the hot pink vest and Daisy Duke she wears in the the original version of RE2. Um, so I didn't like this movie. I thought it I didn't like that they meshed the first two movie the first two games together. I think I think if they had just focused on Bravo team going into the mountains and going into the Spencer Mansion and having the movie set there make it more of um Make the make the 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 movie more claustrophobic, where they're trapped in this mansion, and then do Resident Evil Two, the the game move as a movie for the sequel, where Chris disappears, you don't know where he went, and Claire's coming and Leon's coming to find him, because um, I think that's how they should really do the Resident Evil movie series. I get wanting to put them both their both these eggs in a basket because like what if it doesn't perform well? I mean, we we crapped on and shit on some of the Miljovic movies and those things didn't cost the or they actually probably cost about as much as this did and they made hundreds of millions of dollars. And this didn't so make obviously nothing. this didn't didn't make anything. Granted, we could talk about the pandemic, uh, marketing those things played into it, but I really think. They, they rushed it. It's kind of like how, how Warner Brothers did the DCEU. They did it no favors by rushing everything out. And I think they didn't do the, the Resident Evil franchise. Like, well, in the I games... Mean, this, too, came out around... I think Halloween Kills came out around the same time. Uh, it, came out in Oct- it came out in October. What did I say? November? Hang on. Uh, came November out at the end of November. 24th. Yeah. yeah, it came around out about around Thanksgiving of 2021. And I don't have a browser open to look up. Yeah. Uh, Resident, once again, uh, I'm just Halloween. looking at what they ended up having. In I think they did. But, around but, like uh, that, they had. Uh, Top Gun the Maverick hacks. came out that month, dude. Yeah. The Eternals, the Eternals came out. Um, yeah, Antlers came out. That was another one that a lot of people. And Paranormal Activity. Well, there's Next no came out too. 
Well, so. there's no there's no way that this would compete with um Ma- Top Gun Maverick because that's that's an that's a top grossing movie oh, of yeah. all time too. And yeah, no, Eternals came out. No, yeah, November fifth. Let them let there be carnage. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog came out. I know that's not a big thing, but that, uh, and the Adam Adam's Family Two came out. The King Kansas Richard Ghostbusters out. Afterlife came out the same week. Oh yeah, or yeah, the week beforehand. So Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah, that's yeah, probably okay, what the so... movie was. I, I probably watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and that's yeah, what I and saw Canto, the and, and Canto came out. House of Gucci. I mean, Encanto was a was a really good movie, by the way. Um, October I don't know 15th. why I saw Top Gun came out. I don't see where I thought it was later in 2022. Yeah, I Maybe it was late like 2022 or something. But October 15th of 2021 is when Halloween Kills released. And this, because yeah, I remember we Solo came out too. So there was like a bunch um, of stuff that came out, like for anybody to watch movies. I think the biggest like, one is Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> That's the I think biggest so too. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, according to the Googles, Top Gun Maverick released on May 27th of 2022. Yeah, I don't so, know where I was seeing that. It was, I must have mixed into the article I was reading, but Eternals did come out November 5th, which didn't do too well either, but. No, it didn't, but oh, it probably shit. did a lot better than this movie. Mm hmm. So. I think Eternals needs to be on the list for the sci fi graveyard because that movie gets a lot of shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this movie. Because, I mean, like me and Jeremy said that they're um, like, uh, you're talking about Eternals, and yeah, like it was like one of our uh, one of the best movies of the year. I mean, granted, I don't like the the uh, part where like I hate where certain people sabotage other people in movies. I hate that shit. Where it's like they show like all members of this side, and then it's kind of like Suicide Squad, how like they show like Enchantress being on that side. Sorry if anybody watched uh, Suicide Squad, the original one, the first one. But like they show like all the people that are into Suicide Squad, and then they show Enchantress, and then like five minutes in, she and they show that she's like the main villain. I'm like, that's kind of fucking stupid. I hate that. So you didn't like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, then? No, I mean, it, was, it fit with Scarlet Witch, <laughs> so I knew that that's what was going to happen. I'm just saying that that was the exact, because, I mean, within five minutes of that movie, you knew she was the bad one. Well, I mean, that's the, and the Scarlet Witch was one of the only people that was like, that and, like, Emma Frost, really, essentially, out of MCU, like, villains turned heroes type of thing. Scarlet Witch is one of the only ones that was like both a villain and a hero at one point. I know. I'm just kidding, Josh. I, yeah, I was just I know, going off of what you said. Yeah. With the, I mean, still, I hate it that like shit. And then... It would have been nice if it would have been a nightmare <laughs> or somebody else instead. But I mean, but you know, like, especially with WandaVision, they incorporate. Yeah, they incorporated all that in. I'll be interested to see when Kang shows up and Ant. Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania this week. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I want to watch that this weekend too. I won't be because I'll be at a Comic Con, but um, but so we'll have to watch Elimination Chamber on Monday, Josh. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyways, it's we great. shouldn't be talking about this during Joe's podcast, but anyway, yep. was just... <laughs> well, you can edit that part out. Just me. Um, so, I guess my main issue is that they cram too much in it, trying to do too much, and with an hour and forty seven month runtime, I think they just tried to cram too much. I didn't like the fact that Raccoon or Raccoon Umbrella was fleeing Raccoon City and shutting everything down because that's not from the games either, and. The outbreak, I guess, because they combined both movies together. They had to like change how the outbreak started, whereas it was kind of carried through rats and stuff at, between Resident Evils one and two, and that's kind of how it happened. It's um, it's, it's like their purpose. Umbrella was purposely drugging 
the people of Raccoon City to turn them into into bioweapons. That's and, what, but that's, I will. Oh, sorry, keep going. Yeah, good. But I will say after the second time watching it, because I've only seen this movie two times. I saw it when I originally bought it because I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters. And I watched it again for the podcast just to refresh. And I would say I don't hate it as much the second time as I did the first time. Because in the if you if you heard any of the podcasts before, I just kind of like uh, this movie or made fun of it. It's so terrible. But honestly, it's not as bad as I remember. Or maybe my, you know, hindsight being like foresight, except without a future. Um, I don't hate it as much. I definitely don't think it's worse than the final chapter anymore. I think that one is the worst Resident Evil movie. Um, I do, but I also don't think it is good as Resident Evil or Resident Evil Apocalypse. Um, if I was writing this movie, would I make some changes? Yeah. Um, but that's my two cents. I think if I had to say, let it die, rest in peace, or rise from the grave, I would say I think the Resident Evil franchise definitely deserves a rise from the grave because I definitely think it needs to be done justice and nobody's nobody's done it justice and the funny thing is sony released morbius and they released this movie so what does that say (laughs) yeah um any final thoughts from everyone before i get into some trivia and all that well sony's proven sony's proven sorry sony's proven that they don't know how to make um game related stuff yeah or yeah, comic book or game related stuff because uh, well, I mean all except for probably Uncharted. I mean, but until really. I mean, if you think about it, the reason I mean, Spider Man, right? Um, was it Fox? Is Spider Man Fox? Uh, it no, was Sony, Sony, wasn't it? Sony, yeah. yeah, Sony. Yeah, yeah. So but until Marvel got three, involved, yeah. Mar- until Marvel got involved, they were not the greatest movies. I would say they were cult favorites or whatever, but I mean, when Sony took over, when uh, Marvel took over, is when they really started to get really good. Like, especially they're, they're, to me, home. yeah, to me, they're at the top of the Marvel universe right now. I mean, in turn, No Way Home's probably my favorite of every Marvel movie at this point. Um, and it's at least my um, favorite spider-man movie mostly because well, it's the only one that gave me you know you turned I, the audience over to wanting to see another amazing spider-man 3 movie yeah that's what i mean i mean but from that standpoint uh i don't get uh, emotional responses from a lot of movies and i mean myself i don't but that movie did give me an emotional response when um, and I know I'm going to spoil this if somebody listening hasn't seen it, but at the end when he, you know, makes everybody forget him, uh, when he walked into the, you know, where, uh, MJ works and she didn't know who he was. Um, and he decided not to tell her I teared up, man. And I, and I don't do that a lot. There's only a few movies that have ever cause that and then normally it's related to parental type stuff you know now that i've got kids and stuff you know if there's father son or father daughter like interactions they they cause me to get emotional but um this was one of the first like you know comic book movies to do that so um but I think it comes down to like what you were, you know, where you were saying who's interacting with them. And I think that's why I feel this one was better that Capcom probably was more involved with the making of this oh, movie yeah. than the that, previous that's one. That's why I say that I can't like say that it's my favorite, but it's, oh, like, not, I, I, it's I my favorite Resident Evil movie bad. from my perspective. But well, yeah, I it's, understand why that would be your favorite one. I am like, I, I, there's just certain things in this thing in this movie that I just can't like put it on my favorite one. But I mean, like, if anything, I would have to watch it like several times, notice all well, bits and pieces and shit. Well, yeah, there. others are more strictly close to canon, and that's why they start to 
you know, they nitpicks things, right? I'm not one of those. I I might get it close. If the movie's entertaining, I'm good to go, right? Yeah. I don't I mean, need everything to be thing, like yeah. solely. It's like the Jill Valentine casting to me didn't make sense because it just didn't match up with the character all that much. And then Leon, the character arc, like we said before, just didn't tie to how he yeah, was Leon, in the games that I remember. Like the, the worst part of the whole movie to me. But, like, but is like that like a... Leon was in the movie. <laughs> but is that like a, hey, I'm going to hate the movie because they decided to make Leon a rookie cop. You don't know if they decided to make other ones how he would be. He may I mean, be he totally was a rookie different. cop in the, in the first, in the second one anyway. But no, the, I get yeah, that, but of, I mean... Was, yeah, he was, he know, was a rookie. But you could... What, what I mean by that is, you you know... You he made his, him an idiot, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Because he was an idiot the whole time. So, anyhow. But, you know, sometimes they do stuff for comic relief in movies, so... What that they don't necessarily have to do in a game because you're 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 set from the beginning. You have to be able to take care of stuff. So yes, I agree. So I definitely think okay, if we're doing Rise to the Grave, I think they should just remake it as a TV show. That way they could slowly build up, do the mansion arc, then they could do the fucking second one, or they could tell them all at the same time, just uh, spread out between like different things if they do it right. Well, yeah, that was the one thing, and I didn't never watch the Resident Evil thing that came out on Netflix, but oh, that's one of those thing. things. Netflix oh, would be shit. almost perfect. That you would have thought that, um, because that's like a strictly like cable slash like HBO Max type thing, almost like what they're doing with Last of Us on HBO Max. I agree that that should be more of a long-running TV show, but I I guess the problem you run into with that is how many comparisons would be made to Walking Dead? Because, I mean, it's almost the same. (laughs) Almost, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the difference is the name of the characters, pretty much. And, Mm -hmm. you know. So that might be why they don't go that, they didn't go that route with it. I mean, it's just like certain things. But, I mean, that's why I say I give respect to all the people that tried to, like, at least become a game uh, accurate. At least. Yeah, at least 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 I made it through this movie. game, too. They tried to do something, like even the zombie thing. I really loved how they did the first zombie thing, where it was kind of like harkening back to the first game. I like that. Certain things I liked, like a lot, just as it gave me the feels for the games, you know, made me kind of like want to replay the games, but like certain things I just didn't like more. Like, but I get it, but yeah, like certain things I couldn't get over. But I mean, like, still doesn't mean that uh, if I would show somebody, I would still show somebody the movie, especially if they play out. I would much rather show them that movie if they've played Resident Evil and played the games before. I'd much rather them watch that than the Mila Jovovich movies. So, I mean, there's that. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> so. I um, I do like that they attempted to make it closer to the games, I but I do agree that it needs to be a show. It need but not like the Netflix show. Please don't watch the Netflix show. I tried watching the Netflix show and I was like, this show sucks. I watched the first and episode and it's awful, and uh, and it just gets worse from there. Like. The, uh, I couldn't okay, even get through the first episode. One thing that was like a thing. I didn't realize that it was a flashback show until after I watched some bits and pieces. I thought it was just different stories of people. <laughs> and then I find out that it's flashbacks, like fucking way far into the story. I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to. Like, it's just like, to me, it just killed me because they did stupid decisions throughout the whole thing. I'm like, why did you set it up like 20 or 30 later years later than where you could have? Like, why did you have it set around two, two, maybe three people? And then 
do uh, just make the people all unlikable. They made them all do stupid shit throughout the whole series. And nobody was like, there was nobody that you were like, oh, okay, this guy's cool. Like, pretty much everybody you just don't like. And it's like, okay, yeah, how am I supposed to be invested in a show where all the guys suck? Like, fucking Velma. Holy fuck, I don't want to... <laughs> I can just go for days on Velma. But it's kind of, like, similar to that. That's the closest thing that I can come with. Where it's similar to, like, awful TV shows. Or, like, stuff that didn't even come close to being right. But yeah, it seems like I keep on wanting to get angry at certain things, but not the show that we're talking about. It's making you think about those angry things. Um, I will. I'm gonna. Um, so this movie does take place. Uh, takes elements from at least four different Resident Evil games, and we've mentioned two of them already: Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, obviously. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica with the Ashfords and the pulling of the wings off the dragonfly and Umbrella Chronicles. It mixes them all up. Um, the only, Leon kills Birkin with the rocket launcher because that's how you mostly kill the bad guys in these games. You somehow get a rocket launcher at some point. Um, the director is a huge fan of John Carpenter. So he based Leon S. Kennedy on Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Whereas both characters are likable and sympathetic anti-heroes. For one, Leon's not an anti-hero. He's he's a fucking cop. He's he's not an anti-hero. And he's dumb as shit. How does that have anything to do with the dude from Big Trouble in Little China? Because because he's a sympathetic anti-hero, yet they are completely incompetent and don't know what the hell is going on, and their only heroic deed is killing the main villain at the very end. One could even argue they are the comic relief. Well, here's the thing. Jack Burton in Big Trouble in Little China works. Leon didn't work in this movie, and it's not the actor's fault. It's the writer and the director, who's the same person. Y'all fucked him up. Um, let's see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I don't know um, how they base them off of that shit. This just sounds stupid as fuck. You mean but, you mean base as in copied and made worse? Yeah. So <laughs> trying to take the same type of person, but not have him work at all. That would be a good movie to talk about on here. What big trouble? Big trouble in Little China. Yeah, I mean it I is a sci-fi movie, isn't it? Days. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love that movie. I've watched that movie. I first time I saw that was as a kid. My mom was really big into horror, as you know. So we grew up watching all sorts because technically it's kind of like a sci-fi horror, even though it's comedic sci-fi horror. Um, so we watch that kind of stuff all the time as a kid. Uh, the best scene in this movie is when you discover the spent the zombie in the Spencer Mansion eating the Bravo team member. Because it looks really good and compares a lot to the original Resident Evil slash Resident Evil remake. I think that was probably the best scene in the movie. And it's probably the creepiest scene in the movie. Um, I want to know what happened to the kid that was hiding under the table. I guess he died. Because um, Claire was just like, fuck you, kid. And left the house. Yeah, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked, kid. Um, I'm not going to go through all the trivia that I that I talk i i found for this um i'm just gonna say um lisa trevor which is the girl the girl with the skin mask her puppet is the same as sherry birkins in the resident evil 2 remake which i didn't notice that so that's kind of interesting and the painting yeah and the painting behind chris redfield and the spencer mansion is actually the same one from the game so they it feels like this person it's weird because there seems to be people that actually like Resident Evil, but also didn't understand it at the same time because you took know, all these good elements. They didn't understand it. I think they were trying to do something that was with uh, that was from the game series, but then also as his own f- tweak on it. And I think just the tweaks that he did didn't interest me as much. I think that's the main thing. 
is that it felt, that's why I can't knock it for all that much is because it's like he tried to put care into the the movie. Like he actually wanted it to be like game accurate type of thing. But like just certain things that he added, I don't think he really needed that. But I mean, I think that's what makes if me you're, if you're doing that where you do the one to one representation of the book or like the game or whatever, it's not going to be as great just because you're like, I could have played the game. So I understand why he was trying to do other shit, but like, yeah, I think that's one thing that failed about it. I think that's what um, disappointed me the most about the movie is like, there's all these all Easter eggs. There's all these call callbacks. There's, there's some Claire's outfits, right? For the character, Chris's outfits kind of right for the character. But, like, I, I don't even have a problem with it. I feel bad for Robbie Amell because, like, I'm like, you weren't that bad of a Chris Redfield. I mean, I like the actors in this movie. I'm nothing against them, e- even the ones I don't know. But I think at the end of the day, I, th- I do, do, I don't hate it as much as some of the later installments of the Mila Jovovich franchise. But I feel like there was so much untapped pretend potential with this movie, and I think that's what drags it down for me. I mean, it's not a slow-moving movie. It moves actually relatively relatively fast, and it's in only an hour and 47 minutes. So it's just over an hour and a half, and it, it's not slow by any means. Like, it doesn't drag. And because I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, God, we're almost halfway through the movie? Oh, my God, it's almost at the end. And... I just feel like if they had, if they had made the first this movie even if you wanted to combine the first two games into one movie I feel like there could have been better a better way to do it than what we got cuz they have both things happening at the same time uh, maybe make part of the first game like a prologue where the and then the meat of the movie is the aftermath I don't know if that makes sense to y'all, but I think if we if you're gonna do this, I think you should do it as a show. First season, Resident Evil. First, second season, Resident Evil Two. Actually, second season, Resident Evil Two slash Resident Evil Three. And then if you really wanted to, with the third season, you could do Resident Evil Four, Five, Six. You could just make each of the games a season. Yeah, there's some differences. Um, Resident Evil Four doesn't have um, Umbrella in it, but you have Leon. You know, Resident Evil 5 and 6, I think Chris is in both those games. So you bring back Chris. Uh, you could do a season of Code Veronica. We're, okay, Claire and Chris are in that. And well, then, I mean, you know, also you they could do like Resident Evil Zero, where it's like the. You could do Resident Evil Zero, the prequel well, season. Saying, they could do it like a lot if they just told the story, right? But the, that was where I think that the Netflix one fucked up. Was because yeah, they should have not... just like they wanted to make their own IP, and I was like, dude, if you wanted to, we've gotten enough of their own version of this shit, so we don't need to see other stuff for it. <laughs> like we want to see actually good, like movies based off the game or a show that's based off the game. We want to see it to be like the game. <laughs> That's one reason why we, we know this actually works. We we like we know how the game ends, and we we don't need to be surprised or twist. We want to see a faithful adaptation. It's why it's one of the reasons why Henry Cavill left The Witcher because they were distorting the storyline and and I, people call it gatekeeping or toxic fandom, but anytime you do anything like this, the fans are going to have expectations of what they want to see in a medium that they love and about a topic or subject or anything that they love. And so when you, and sometimes you can make changes that makes the fans happy, but sometimes when they do those changes, they're terrible. And I think some of the things they changed, they didn't need to change. Uh, I think that's what makes it disappointing. Is it, is it the worst Resident Evil movie after watching it again? No, I would probably put it in my top three or top four. Probably top three. Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, and then Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That's that's probably my top three. Um, 
I think that's really all I have to say. There's I had a bunch of trivia, but I just I'm not gonna just sit here and drone off on the trivia. Um I the one last thing I will say is that this film released uh on the twenty fifth anniversary of Resident Evil of Resident Evil. And also it coincided with Resident Evil Village, which is technically Resident Evil eight in the game series. And and technically that this is, if you count the animated movies, this is the twelfth movie in the Resident Evil franchise. Um, the seventh live action, plus there's like five animated movies. Uh, we're not going to talk about the animated movies. Not that we don't, I don't like them. Some of them were actually kind of good. And they do have like Leon and Claire and stuff in it. And um, I just wanted to focus on the live action movies because I think those are more divisive with fans. Whereas the, you don't hear a lot of people griping about the animated movies because they kind of follow the canonical storylines from the games as follow-ups. So I think that's why most people don't really bitch about them as much. And next on the podcast, we're going to do some like terrible superhero movies. We're going to start with Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, oh. and stuff like that. So Man, um, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, I don't think, unless anyone else has anything else to add. Nope. I don't think so. I don't have anything else for this podcast, but check out our uh website if you guys haven't already uh we got all of our content out there not only this podcast but all of our other ones and then all our youtube videos and stuff like that so check out jeremy on youtube he's doing some builds um yeah check us we're out past 2500 subscribers have... now nice so very yeah. cool yeah it would and be nice that, if uh, others would do more on the channel i'm I'm the only one out there. I know. I'm like so (laughs) behind. I'm so behind. I'm like, uh, I was just talking about doing like three videos or something. And then it's like, uh, I got to do at least like three, probably trying to get in the pipeline or whatever. Trying to do all this other shit too. So yeah, eventually I'll be putting shit out. I should. I get three days off a week now, so I should be doing some more stuff. Well, you can join our Twitch streams every Friday. Or... Too. So, well, yeah, we, we got to start. Yeah, the Sandman just... and the Wasp, I think I just need to start uh, doing them for like movies that I've been watching and stuff. So, yeah. I th- um, check us all out. That We have the wrestling podcast, Wrestling with the Willies. Uh, Morbid Instinct and Scream Creeps. So check those out. Check out our website, theheartofgeek.com. And if you like this, please subscribe, share all that fun stuff that they tell you at the end of every YouTube video. Uh, do it for us. Um, anyway, I'm Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard. We're gonna try to get. I'm gonna try to get more on a on a schedule, just because I've uh, I've had a lot going on life wise. So I do apologize but I'm working on getting us on a schedule. So the next one will be sooner. It's going to be Superman four and the quest for peace or the quest of a better movie. And I don't, I really keep making fun of it, but I just, I always think goodbyes are awkward. So with that, I'm going to say <laughs> good night. <laughs> it's kind of like ending the podcast, kind of like getting off the phone. You're like, okay, I love you. Bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, for Jeremy and Josh, I'm jo- I'm Joseph with Sci-Fi Graveyard. Wish you all a good and good day. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Right, peace. <laughs>